So just uh, when yo, yo, yo. Yay. come on over, we'll wait for you. Okay. Yeah. It's not, I don't have hey, like, Paul. a long film. Hmm? I don't have hey, a long film. Hey, late to everything, Paul. Long film. <laughs> <laughs> Who's talking over me now? Oh. Um, I don't have a long film planned. I'm here before you. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know, that's the whole irony of this. Yeah, right that now. was the joke. Did you not get that? Today on the Geek Up Podcast, there's a new place in Victoria to find dinosaurs! We have all the San Diego Comic-Con news, and it's a lot. Including Watchmen, Picard, and MCU Phase 4. But the biggest news of all, perhaps, is that the Avengers have finally beat them ridiculous blue kitties. Woo! Nerdy is the new sexy. Let's go to Big The Zone's Geek Out, the podcast. Hooray! It's the Geek Out Podcast, episode 43. We record this on July 25th, 2019. God damn it, no Brian. Again. It seems like he's, he's only been gone for two weeks, right? But it feels like it's been forever. He's learning how to do ollies and kick flips. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's not his kid, changes. actually. But uh, what? Is that last one? Sex change. It's a skateboard move. Oh, okay, good, great. <laughs> Don't worry. I thought I was over the line talking about grinding. I was going to mention grinding, but I'm like, that's oh, no, you, that's too, that's that's too much. Don't the skateboard us, in between your legs, and then it does like a, a turn in between your legs. So if you're a boy and you do it wrong, and you hit oh, your nuts. Oh, like, so like, were you I used to be a skater, a skater, girl. skater girl? There we go. Really? And then I said, see you later, girl. girl? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do that, yeah. and I, I ran through it in my mind, and I failed in my mind. So thank you for yeah. failing properly. Properly. You could have gone, see you later, Burl, which is boy, and but it still rhymes, yeah. and then you could have said Burl Ives. I, and that's, that, now, Silver and Gold is all I have in my head. Yes. Thank you. That's great. And Holly Jolly Christmas. Please. I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at 7.20 in the morning zone with Dylan and Jason. Paul? I'm Paul Lucino, and I fill in for Dylan on that morning zone <laughs> once in a while. Brian is normally here, too, but he's not. Art? Uh, my name is Art Aronson. I'm a reporter for the Q in the Zone and Between the Stammers, which has been on hiatus for two weeks now. Well, it's the summertime. It makes hey, sense, right? this means we've beat you in episode numbers. You have. Because we have not oh, stopped. Oh, oh, oh. And yeah, you have. That means, well, we were one ahead of you, I think, and yeah. now you are, yeah, this is it. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. boy. Catch up with some pod. very special episodes once the season starts again. <laughs> a training camp or something. That's right. Oh, hang on. Hello, everyone. Hi. The lunch lady's at reception. Yeah. The lunch lady is at reception. And she knew I was about to that speak. That sounds like it's your so intro, Kirsten. See, Uncanny. I, I interrupt Art, and I was very good not interrupting you, but if I had, then Mary may have not interrupted me. Anyway, I'm Kirsten. James Mary likes to interrupt me, and I like to interrupt Art. <laughs> okay. Um, do we start with the geek out, or do we start with the, the gigantic or bigger -er news of San Diego Comic-Con? Let's blast through the geek out. I like that at the top. I want right. to hear what you're geeking about. Hello. All right. So this week on Bud's Weekly Geek Out, there's this new place in hidden away in this tiny little industrial area off Burnside called Dino Lab Incorporated. And I'll just say they have the second most assembled Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton in the entire world. Oh, shit. Second most? Yeah, only Sue in San Francisco is more completely assembled Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton. It's incredible. It's huge. It's like terrifying. How many it's parts awesome. of the Tyrannosaurus Rex are in the skeleton? Because that's the thing about those fucking dinosaurs. They get you. They're like, here's the Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton. And then they're like, it's, and you read the fine print, it's like, the jawbone is the actual skeleton, and everything else is 
you know, fake plaster. Plastic. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like they, they put one little piece that's actually a wow. real skeleton. Because there's not that many. Like, if you go see all these dinosaur exhibits, there's right. not that many um, complete sets of dinosaur bones. So they're faking you out. Well, then, let me go back to my notes and tell you because they gave me percentages. If there's a percentage. Yeah, because you want to know what, though? When I go to any exhibit about dinosaurs, I'm there for the T-Rex skeleton. Mm-hmm. I don't care. If yeah. most, if like, yeah, like you say, like a tough fingernail is real and the rest of it is plaster cast or whatever, I could give a rip. I'm going to take my picture <laughs> next to it. I'm going to imagine being eaten by it. I, like, I just want to see the T-Rex skeleton. I go through everything else really to get to the T-Rex mm-hmm. skeleton, don't you? Yeah, I like the T-Rex skeleton. I like the Stegosaurus, too. See? And he, Terry, the guy, asks everybody when they came in who their favorite uh, uh, dinosaur is. And mine is... Uh, Stegosaurus as well, because it's got the, the solar plates on the back. Uh, 65% complete wow. is Victoria, and Sue in San Francisco is 76% complete. 65%? Wow. Yeah. Mm. Now, here's here's the thing. That's certified fresh. Certified fresh. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of what you see is cast from real bones. However, in the next room, there is just the skull made of the real bones. Oh, wow. And... On a rotating motorized platform. Whoa. That's cool as hell. And you can walk right up to all this stuff. There's a lot of stuff you can touch. There's some stuff you're not supposed to touch. Um, and they take things off. Like, they take the... That's the one. Yep. Art's just showing me the Yeah, I have photo. a friend who's a uh, dinosaur nut. And she, she actually works at CFAX. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I saw Catherine that she Abbott. went through. Cal- yeah, Catherine. That's huge. Shout you out. Your head in that. Yep. Anyway, she was posting pictures on Instagram about this, so yeah. now I put two and two together. There you go. Yeah, she did an after-hours tour. I read about that. Yeah, Rocktographers uh, were contacted by Dino Lab, and I'm I'm uh, part of Rocktographers. Unfortunately, Kristen couldn't come because we would have totally brought her along. Um, but it was me and Papa Rocktographer uh, Tyson and uh, Shane and Michelle, and we all went in. <laughs> and Tyson's head <laughs> just creepy. blew off his shoulders. Tyson is a crazy fanatic of dinosaurs, and so yeah, we went through. We took some photos. I gathered some info, and then I did a geek out about it, and it's really really cool if you're interested in this thing uh dino lab inc uh just google that uh they need you need to book in advance it's not a walk-in thing and it's a 90 minute guided tour for kids three uh four and up and it's fantastic i learned an absolute crap ton and once i was done learning and touching things and holding meteorites then they gave us the little precision tools and we could help etch away the rock and stuff that was attached to real dinosaur bones oh, in their little clean awesome. room. Love, it was incredible. I love when they make you do their work for them. And um, <laughs> so this is clearly like a touring thing. Like it's not like Victoria was just, this was bestowed upon for life. Here's the thing. Dino Lab Inc. is a Victoria business and it will stay. Victoria herself is in such demand that she's only here for another month and then they're going to start touring her around the world. Did I, is the on. name of the dinosaur yeah. Victoria? Yes. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, they've yeah. named the dinosaur Victoria. <laughs> Always. Just this particular dinosaur. Well, the like, sa- the San right. Francisco dinosaur is named Sue. Right, right, right. But they yeah. don't move the skeleton to Regina and then its name is Regina. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. I believe its name is Victoria because it was assembled here. They oh. All, well, it's like they have, well, sort of. They have the Albertosaurus. Yes, exactly. Name. Exactly. But oh. that's an actual, like. You may like that's this. A type of dinosaur. That's a type of dinosaur. Uh, not a name of a dinosaur. Dino Lab Inc. has one of only three Dracorx Hogwartsia bits and bobs in the world (laughs) this was actually named it's you know the dragon king of hogwarts is is what that translates as and yeah jk rowling had some some input on the name and yeah there it's a it's a pachycephalosaurus family type of dinosaur and dino lab has one of these 
and it's it's the coolest thing. And they're going to get new bones and everything in all the time. I saw back into their like their staging area, and it's huge and just a whole bunch of unassembled stuff. And then they've got like the working on cleaning up the bones, like the professional people. Yeah. And then I'm sure they give the spare bones to the to the Gen Pop. But it's uh, it was an amazing experience. That's cool as hell. Ninety minutes, about forty bucks person. Uh, Dino Labs Inc. Okay. San Diego Comic Con. Because holy crap, we got a lot of stuff to go through. Woo-hoo. Somebody pick a thing and start. Well, should we, l- should oh. we just go over like uh, phase four in order of release date, maybe? So basically, I didn't order this in release date. Oh, man. Um, so I'm just going to go to our Facebook group, join the group, like the page, rate, review, subscribe, um, because I shared Love it there. Um, and we can go through in order. Yes. Um, basically, at San sure. Diego Comic-Con, one of the bigger announcements, of course, Marvel drops um, Phase 4 on us. Um, the, the best like sound bit I heard from it is, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has got much less cinematic, because half of the things they've announced for Phase 4 our television program for, for Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Yep. Um, and a little bit disappointed just like off the bat before we go in order here um, that a lot of the Disney Plus stuff isn't coming out till like 2021 which I thought we were getting Disney Plus this fall. Yeah, well we are and they're going to have a lot of the established stuff there. You know, I think all but two of the movies will be on there and um the the previously Netflix series and whatnot. But yeah, after that, they're planning for it. Phase four, they said, will be stuff between 2020 and 2021. That's kind of almost a smart move, don't you think? Because when Disney Plus comes out, people are going to be so stoked to be like, oh my God, I haven't seen Pocahontas in 20 years. (laughs) Oh, wow, I got to finally watch Sleeping Beauty again. Like They're going to go back through the backlog of everything Disney that... And I think the real excitement is going to be there. I mean, really, when you come down to it, what is the more valued property? WandaVision or, <laughs> or right, like all of your childhood favorites? Yeah. So it's very likely that that's what they did. That. They like roll this thing out. Make and sure it's it going to be cheap as hell at first, right? Great point. Yeah. Roll this thing out and let everyone kind of get used to it and explore around a little bit and watch your old favorites and then 2021 mm-hmm. rolls around. Hey, how about a Wanda Stupid Vision? I, well, and the other <laughs> thing about this Wanda Stupid Not sure how you really feel, but... Uh, uh, the other thing about this that I guess then is these, because they are officially part of Phase 4, I guess these television shows are actually going to have an effect on the MCU. Oh, kind of unlike cool. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which kind of like... Oh, those it, were it, barely tied. Kind of ties in, or like if we're talking about our Netflix Marvel series, it sounds mm. like these ones are actually going to have direct consequences and tie-ins. Well, good. Um, let's start. And apologies. Yeah, well, good. What? Well, yeah, really well, good. Yeah, I, I gotta watch every well, single better thing. Better than Shields. I yes, mean, you have to watch every single thing, <sighs> and that's what they want. Um, also, apologies in advance to uh, Brian because I'm sure he's going to yell at us from his kitchen listening to this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we miss you, Brian. <laughs> yes. Um, so the first thing slated to come out in Phase Four: Black Widow, May first, 2020. Uh, from what I hear, this is going to be set sometime between Civil War and the events of uh, Infinity War and Endgame. So. Uh, whatever happens with Black Widow during that time. Yeah. Uh, David Harbour is in this. Is, everybody's a, everybody's Russian? Yeah, named Alexei. Named Alexei. A.K.A. the Red Guardian. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to call him Smirnoff. David Harbour is everybody's um, not favorite Hellboy and everybody's recently creeped out. Um, what was he, the sheriff on Stranger Things or whatever? The Chief. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Harp yeah. Hopper. Hope he does well this season. Um, <laughs> does he, uh, isn't he a big fat guy though? What's he doing playing a superhero? Like he's supposed to be the Russian version of Captain America well, practically. not necessarily. Oh, is he? 
Well, that's what I've heard, and like oh, okay. the the art from it too. You see, like he's even holding a shield. Oh, yeah, yeah. Concept art, and he was on press tour, and he was like wearing a Captain America shirt underneath oh, really? his like his jacket. So that that makes more sense then. I was why is he wearing a Captain America shirt? So I'm all for you know increased representation of uh, fatzos in movies. Just call him because he's got a healthy build. Eh? <laughs> Uh, no, that's what I love about him in Stranger Things. The first few episodes is when he's putting on the Hawaiian shirt or whatever, and he looks like you a can big order fat that shirt. Magnum PI, of course you can. I want it. That's a cool. Shirt. Should we be calling this what? Is Phase Four? Is that what it is? Phase yes. Four. Equal representation. That's pretty much what Marvel uh, should be calling this, right? Oh, that's all. Honestly? Like if you go through all these yeah. names, it's, uh, you know the uh, first Shang-Chi, Asian superhero oh, right. things will go through. Oh, I yeah, see. yeah I see what good you're call. Saying. Yeah, wow. All the female-led uh, oh superhero God. movies. Yeah, Black Widow was a, a human woman. <laughs> okay, next. Uh, next, The Eternals, November 6, twenty twenty. So also a movie um, cast in this is I don't know. Do you want who wants to read it? because there's names in there I won't say right. I'll try. Angelina Jolie as Thena, Richard Madden as Icarus, Kumal Nanjiani as Kingo, Salma Hayek as Ajak, Brian Thierry Henry as Fastos, <laughs> Tyree and Fastos, Dong Siok Ma as Gilgamesh, Leah McHugh as Sprite, I'm a Seven Up person, but Product okay. <laughs> yeah. Lauren Ridloff as Makari. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, Paul. So I'm excited for this movie. I'm not a huge Angelina Jolie fan. Do the, do the thing. Do the impression. I don't remember what it was. It was like Paul's impression of uh, of uh, Kristen Ritter. Kristen Ritter was like, and then my impression of Angelina Jolie was like. I agree. I don't like her. It's so true. Um, it's like a little bit sexy. Yeah, it's a little bit sexier, like yeah. dialed up a little bit. But I, I don't know her as a superhero. Whatever. Well, no. Richard Madden, I like, um, of course, from um, Game of Thrones. Kumal Nanjiani, I, I love Kumal, and I love that he's going to be in a Marvel movie. Totally, just he's the delightful. Salma Hayek has been in like lots of superhero-y things before. Um, and then fan. the rest of the cast, I don't know. Do you guys? So, what do you guys know about Eternals? Though? Just that it's supposed to be like big and galactic, right? This is supposed to really like uh, spread open and blast wide open the galactic version or 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 uh, venue or whatever you want to call it of the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. They've, been, they've been on Earth for a long time, apparently, and stuff. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy had even that Earth tie and that very relatable protagonist in Peter Quill, right. which was like everyone's tiptoe into the galactic stuff, mm-hmm. and now. This seems like a big leap it forward, is. It's right? It's like a full-on space adventure. Like, yeah. like there's no there's no tie-in back to Earth or anything like that. So this isn't sword per se, right? Uh, it might. Oh my like, god! It might. Who knows? Because, okay. Yeah, it might. Sword being the space equivalent to shield. Well, it reminds me of. Um, there's been a few movies that have come out in the last little while. Like, uh, what's that movie? It's like. Something City in the Land of a Million Tomorrows or something. Do you know that one I'm talking oh, about? Oh, Valerian. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. there's the that. City of Tomorrow. And then there's the other one with uh, Mila Kunis in it. Jupiter and Ascending. Jupiter Ascending. These are like, they kind of feel like original sci-fi things. By that I mean they're a sci-fi property that got a big release that's not Star Trek or Star Wars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they both failed spectacularly. And they're both like... <laughs> 
I saw them both, but they're both pretty, like, all over the map. So I wonder if Eternals is going to be this big galactic space set, new sci-fi, possibly a little bit heady mm-hmm. um, property that is done with that Marvel gusto and, and care that is actually good. And this just shows how much Marvel owes James Gunn for like creating Guardians of the Galaxy and That's allowing uh, the Marvel Universe to go you know, galactic. That's like a really this. good call. Yeah. Because right. he, he created that world and it just opened up all these new possibilities. Because yeah. if Guardians of the Galaxy was a big failure, they wouldn't be able to do these movies. Yeah, they continue to be dealing with the Earthbound heroes. Yeah, You're exactly. right. That's a good call. So this is just the possibilities are endless. Yeah, here. and it's a, a great cast, huge cast. Like, it's going to be interesting sure. to see how they manage this. Like, this, this, um, in terms of like star power, this Eternals movie is almost like an Avengers movie. Like, mm. where how do you deal with like all these. A big cast members. Yeah, and Avengers had movies and movies upon movies to, mm-hmm. to build up and give each of their stars their, their moment. Next, um, this is the, the first Disney Plus release, so this is a television show, The Falcon and the Winter Sol- Soldier, Fall 2020. Now, obviously, this is a clear example of how it has to tie into the Marvel Universe because mm-hmm. Captain America is now in on the small screen. Right, well, because yeah. Sam yeah. Wilson is Captain America now, mm-hmm. and of course it's going to have ties to what happens in the Marvel universe in these major motion pictures. So um, that's why, right there, Paul. Yeah, I mean, yeah, certainly with these, you know, like these are big marquee uh, names now. Certainly, like those characters, even though they're very secondary in the movies, but that end game like kind of brought those guys up and. You know, the passing of the shields kind of was an interesting thing. Like, I was even talking about or hearing about how perhaps a future Avengers movie will be, like, if we're dreaming up, like, phase, end of phase four, phase five, even if there are more Avengers movies, who those Avengers are. And one of the names that gets thrown around is Anthony Mackie as the Falcon slash Captain America. Nice. Like, that could be a thing. It's and when we go over these uh, the list of movies and TV shows, there is no Avengers here in this next no, phase. There's and no that's, Avengers. That's a huge like. There's no Spider Man. Yeah. No, but I mean, this goes to what the end of 2021. Um, so we're only talking like two years. There's also no um, Guardians, but that's because of what happened with James Gunn. And yeah. you got to give it to Marvel for not you know going back to the well here. They like mm. they are going with all sorts of new shit mm-hmm. here. Yep. And next. Oh, sorry. I just felt I should interrupt you. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> good, good, good. Anyways, it's, just, it's a leap forward for, for Marvel here. Equal representation and no Avengers. <laughs> and just to that point, too, I know we want to blast through what is all coming out, but it's nice that there is so much, like, people are this stoked about these properties that, as you sell, are, are, say, are not, you know, like, the biggest A names mm-hmm. that have been. They're not leaning on the previous three phases here. They're, like, going and doing new, interesting things. I think they've, like, made a, a, a lot of good, you know, like... Uh, they have the opportunity to do things like Eternals and the next one we're going to talk about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings mm-hmm. because they know they're going to sell. People are going right. to go see these movies. They don't need to pull out the big guns like Thor or Captain America to have a draw anymore because this is we're in phase four of this Marvel universe. Because people trust them so much now because they have so much goodwill going forward yeah, after I, Endgame. Yeah, I think it's so. crazy. It's crazy to think we're at that spot though. Yeah. Right? Um, uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, February 12th, 2021. Okay, so this is the new... This will be the first American-Asian film, uh, superhero film? 
ever cool. made. Yeah. That's, uh, and the star of the show, his name is Simi... Oh. Simu, Simu Liu, or if you say it Chinese, Liu Simu. Yeah, and I know him from uh, Kim's Convenience. He's oh, the star of that show. Cool, cool, oh, cool. Really? Yeah, so I find this a little funny. I don't think he's a very good actor. Oh, no. Like, he's not, like, definitely not the best part of that show. So I'm interested to see what kind of uh, performance he can bring here. He, um, I guess he was born in China and then moved to Toronto. So he's a Canadian. Nice. So not unlike the guy who plays Aladdin, who, yeah. like, was born um in the middle east there and uh, uh moved to canada so same kind of thing and that's i know what China- we have reasonable immigration policies yeah, that's right. here exactly. we go here we yeah, go yeah look at all these uh it pays to move to canada hey yeah <laughs> uh so yeah anyway it's interesting uh, they're bringing back the mandarin in this movie yeah the ten rings was his uh his religion his following his cult um did we all by the way get around to seeing all the marvel one shots no. Oh, man. So, Hail to the King uh, is a Marvel one-shot that takes place after the events of Iron Man. What was it? What was the Mandarin in two or three? Iron Man three. three. Yeah. So, it's this journalist that is interviewing um, Slattery, Trevor Slattery, the actor who played the Mandarin. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, I really cannot say more than that. But, I mean, come to my office afterwards and spend 12 minutes and we will watch uh, Hail to the King because I think it's a great... <clears throat> Um, not only a great piece for um, Ben Kingsley, who is just hilarious in this role, um, but I think it is a good lead-in to a little bit of maybe hopefully we would right. get a cameo about this. It won't be much. There won't be much about it, but it shows that there is some life to the Ten Rings, to this uh, this cult. And um, yeah, what's good hand wear? Good it's like it's like uh, the gauntlet, kind of, because all these rings have different powers, right? And there's ten of them. Mm-hmm. Lord yeah. of the Rings. Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm into this, and I think there was a lot of like people were kind of um, bummed, or there was some like pushback against Iron Man three of the way they handled the Ten Rings and the Mandarin, and it was all a big fake out and everything because he's such a big deal and such a really cool villain. Like he really is supposed to be in the comics, like Iron Man's arch nemesis. Yeah. Right. You're talking about the real Mandarin. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so I will forgive all of that because. Iron Man 3 had that sweet twist and reveal yeah. that was so enjoyable. If now, especially if it's handled really well and really seriously in this movie where it seems, I don't know, more appropriate. Good call. Yeah, yeah this is supposed to be a really dark hero, right? And this, it's supposed to be like Thanos-level hero. Dang. That's that's what I've heard about the Mandarin. That's why everybody was so upset right. in Iron Man 3. Because it wasn't what they just had. Just as a mock. Yeah. 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 So. Plus, it kind of does... You know, have that tie to Iron Man three. Like, who knows what was real and what wasn't uh, from Iron Man three, right? After that, uh, we got everybody's favorite. Wait, hang on. Can we go back one second here? Because <laughs> Bud, you have on here, and someone named Aquafina in an unnamed role. That's a joke, right? You no, know. A-W-K-W- you don't know Aquafina. F I N A is Aquafina. You don't know her. You don't know who Aquafina is. I've missed this. Obviously, you know who Aquafina. Well, okay, but just not by name. Who's Aquafina? She's rad. She was the best part of Crazy Rich Asians. Only by a mile. Okay, this good part. This Asian has not yet seen Crazy Rich Asians. Sorry. And she's really great in everything. Thing she does. She's very funny, and she's in a new show right now called Framed or something like that, or Framework, or I, I can't remember what it is. But it's supposed to be really good, getting great reviews. And we talked about her last week because she's going to be in The Little Mermaid. She's going to be um, Scuttle. Scuttle. Oh, that's so cool. Which I, she'll be rad at. I am out of it. That's all. Aquafina's yeah. great. It's good. 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 <laughs> I now I know. 
Okay, sorry, Kirsten, please. Okay. <laughs> and yes, uh, next, uh, the thing that everybody is very excited for coming to Disney Plus Spring 2021, it's Wanda and Vision. Oh, Marvel, play me for my jingle I just made up. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, like, is Wanda supposed to be in the new Doctor Strange movie, too? Right? Yeah, we yes. will get to that. But, okay. but the thing about this is spring 2020, 2021 is taking place after the events of Endgame mm. and. Mm. How is Vision? Where hmm. does he come from back? Captain America <laughs> did a thing in the past. Yeah, and brings him back. But then it's just like, that just like cheapens all the, like, are they going to bring somehow um, Black Widow back? Like, it just cheapens all the sacrifices. Could. If they can just go. This is your, I'm <laughs> This is where Paul is right. And time travel right now. He's 100% right. Because, oh my God, Paul's smugness on his face right now. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> because you can't just, like, the stakes, you can't just go undo everything. Yep. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's time travel and it's multiverses. Nothing matters and who gives a shit? Yeah. As soon as you can go back in time, nothing matters anymore. Oh, man. So it is happening after Endgame. Somehow Vision's going to be in there. I don't know. And I also don't care for the idea of this fucking romantic comedy like yeah. why seems bizarre I hope they like travel in an old convertible solving crimes <laughs> in the midwest I, I never liked Vision I didn't like the character I just don't give it's a crap about like, yeah. right? and then he was useless in Endgame for someone who seemed way overpowered when yeah. he first showed up yeah yeah. he got stabbed once and that was it <laughs> like Captain America was having to save him like come on I always yeah. thought something was gonna happen um, after Infinity War when um, uh, what's the character's name from Black Panther the, the sister Shuri Shuri, Shuri right. was like doing like doing all that stuff, and like she quickly put his uh, the mind stone back together. I thought something was going to happen, like maybe she was able to extract a little bit, or like copy it, or oh, yeah. duplicate like his essence, because yeah. they they spent a lot of time with her doing that and fiddling around for it just to fail. So maybe there's like she pulls something. Yeah, wait a minute. It's a freaking robot. You just make another one. Yeah. Well, he's just part copy and paste it on your desktop and then go again. Well, he's part he's part Tony Stark, right? He's part He's a little bit of everything. Yeah. yeah but I mean, he has his own consciousness too, like yeah. But if he just Jarvis. did the same thing Jarvis, again, Tony yeah, Stark. just like copy and paste Jarvis, copy and paste a little of Ultron. You don't need the Mind Stone or I don't, I don't know, maybe, maybe yes you do, but Captain America could put it back from in his forehead <laughs> but Paul yeah, his, his soul won't be the same yeah. his love for Wanda won't be the same he that'll won't look be like the, Paul Bentley uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that'll yeah. be the plot right it's like yeah. don't you remember Vision you love noodles yeah oh god, yeah. Oh god. Uh, apparently also a Captain Marvel character is going to be in WandaVision as well the tiny little Monica Rambeau uh, will be played by uh, Tyona Paris as a grown up oh that's who's going to be in WandaVision yeah effects um, next, the one that I am most excited for, for realsies, is also on Disney Plus, Spring 2021, Loki. Yeah. I am very curious about these Disney Plus shows now because they have they're they're putting they're they have, they're putting a lot of money into this. Oh, like sure. these yeah. are big time actors. Well, Tom Hiddleston, yeah, man. Yeah, like, so. Maybe I wonder if they're going to be. Um, because this isn't confirmed, but I wonder if they're going to be like maybe just one and done seasons. Yeah, like, I think I think so. Yeah, you think so? Like, like anthology. So, I'd be into that. As would I, come to think yeah. of it, yeah. yeah. So that I don't have to like commit, you know, three or four seasons of a TV show. But if I just have six 
great episodes to watch that are going to serve as a bridge between whatever else is going on. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's actually how it's going to work. That's the way TV should work. Because yeah. with these with these big names, like I don't see them really committing to you know more than one to two seasons. And if I'm Tom Hiddleston too, I want it to be done after seven episodes, fresh contract. Oh, mm-hmm. it was massive for you. Oh, it made you a trillion dollars. Yep. Great. I want a ma- you know major uh, contract reup. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing too is. Um, we've been reporting on this very pod. We've been like quite committed to the idea that this is like a thing. This is like quantum leap with Loki that he like goes back throughout Earth's history. Would love. But I've been hearing that it's actually it's Loki from the 2012 timeline where yes. he takes the stone and goes in the space stone. Right. And then now is just continuing on doing mischief. Well, in he might real still time, time travel into different like quantum leapy things. Oh sure. But um, the space stone was more about location, was it not? Well, but he's Loki. You can. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yes, you're right. They have confirmed that w- this story is following the 2012 Loki, which is kind of interesting because it means that he doesn't have any of that character progression with him and Thor. That's going to go right. totally backwards. That right. like he hasn't like died three times. And what's well, like jumping in on the old Thanos? You know, before his personality. Totally. Which, yeah. I, which is kind of like I, I get your argument for the time travel, especially with the WandaVision one, because like, yes, I feel like you're right. They are going to regress um, Vision and be like, Vision, don't you like pasta? <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's the same. It's going to be the same with Loki. But I just love Tom Hiddleston. Right. I love Tom Hiddleston's Loki. I am not done with this character and I am very glad that we're getting more. This is, I think you are like really personifying what this is really all about is just... It, like to hell with and be damned with logic or character development mm-hmm. or timelines or cohesiveness or anything like that people are in love with these characters and just want more of them so they will bend space and time I'm talking about Marvel here to their will to make it so that we can have more of these characters so in the case of Vision you don't really give a rip about him Mm-mm. you're chapped about it in the case of Loki who you love mm-hmm. you're like bring it on well who cares I don't <laughs> care if the sun implodes because because of this, yep. right? Or it's a, it causes uh, every molecule in your body to explode at the speed of light. <laughs> as long as I get to see more Loki. Yep. It's true. Because, but biggest... who, who's doing that for Vision? Who's the Vision? <laughs> uh, who is that enough. person? People like Paul Bettany. Who's out in the streets Email saying us. Vision, Vision <laughs> at the Zone.fm? If you fucking love Vision. <laughs> Sorry, Art. Uh, no, I just was just pointing out the same thing that after you know the events of Endgame and that phase like what is going to keep me going with these Marvel movies Mm. going with these characters why do I continue to care about them the only reason I not the only reason but the reason I was so invested in Endgame and Infinity War was because I wanted to see how these storylines would end. Captain right? America. Yeah, and <laughs> Iron Man and Thor and all that. Captain so, America's okay. beard. Here they are. <laughs> Here we are in a whole new phase. No more Steve Rogers. America's ass. Oh, dear. No more America's ass. No more Tony Stark. Like, what's keeping me going with all these movies? So, I've, I'm sure they're going to find a way to keep me going. Because Marvel has, you know, they have the magic formula, so to speak. I want to just make a little point here, but can we save this audio so that um, in spring 2020, when Art is saying that WandaVision is his favorite <laughs> show of all time, <laughs> we can just go back and listen to it. We all will be eating our words when we're like, last night's episode of WandaVision had me crying. He didn't remember noodles, baby. <laughs> 
pap- or what, paprikash or what, 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 what do you call it? Oh yeah, yeah. paprikash. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, and then after like these two, these are like bang bang for me. Um, Loki and then Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, oh, which was not stoked on that title. But then I found out this is Marvel's first horror movie. And that's why I'm stoked on it. Mm-hmm. I love this idea. This will be May 7th, 2021. Thank you. And yeah, Elizabeth Olsen will be back in this, the Wanda Witch for some sort of WandaVision tie-in. And I think that like that's all I know about it. But I mean, <gasps> Doctor Strange horror Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. I, I like that Marvel is playing with these genres now. Yes. Like, So we're going to have the love story. We're going to have the horror. We're going to have, I don't know, there's probably another genre in there somewhere. But um, I think that that's really cool that they're trying it and I don't know how that's going to translate like for fan because most people are are action adventure fantasy right so I don't I don't know how the greater population of like maybe like level two Marvel fans are going to embrace a horror Marvel movie. Right. And, and this will get not- Caleb Kirby back in. A little jump scare. <laughs> <laughs> jump scare. Spooning on the couch. <laughs> um, you know, I think uh, with Doctor Strange, like despite Cumberbatch's best efforts and despite he had some really nice little back and forth with Tony Stark and Endgame and Infinity War, mm-hmm. um, people don't, they're not in love with Doctor Strange. He's supposed to be a big name in the Marvel Universe, but for the most part, you know, your general audience didn't love that first movie. It was confusing as fuck. What did everyone say about Doctor Strange is that the the visuals are great, the effects are wonderful, it's a really a breathtaking beauty to behold, but otherwise I could give a rip and a shit about who this guy is or his story or the the whole movie in general. So I think that with a character like this, you want to keep developing him for sure, but you got to do something else. You can't just give me the same thing. Not like Iron Man, I loved him so much, it's like, great, just make the same movie again two times and I'll go and see it. With Doctor Strange, you got to play with it a little bit, and I think horror is probably a smart move there. I think that's right. I, I don't think, he's not Tony Stark, he can't just put him in his own movie you gotta throw something else in there because he was obviously great I loved him in Infinity War I thought he was one of the best characters but it was because he was you know having the back and back Mm -hmm. with Tony Stark and Thanos and all that stuff so I think they should uh, yeah maybe introduce someone else in this multiverse whatever and I was bored by him in the first one he was all like cocky and everything just because he's a friggin brain surgeon boring who cares now because he's like this awesome magician he kind of suits the character a little bit more I don't know that's silly to say and I I apologize I apologize to brain surgeons. I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you there. I think, but I think that was how they were supposed to play it. Mm-hmm. You know, he starts like this. He's just, and then he's just crashed right down, hits bottom, and then he's sort of humbled by the experience and having to deal with all this new stuff with the powers. I think you're right, though, Paul. Like changing this up into a horror uh, movie, I think Marvel is learning from its past mistakes, like with Thor and changing that character. Yes, it took three movies, um, but now it's revitalized. It's revitalized so much that that actors are being attracted back to the Thor franchise, which is incredible. And they they've made it a comedy, right? So I think you're totally right. As they they looked at the first one and they were like, "This didn't do as well as we'd like it to. What can we do? What can we try next?" A horror movie. It, it might be what they do going forward is like, you know, they start off being like, let's make the best comic book movies that we can with these characters. And now they're just like, people are getting tired of comic book movies. Let's just make the best movies that we can with these characters. Oh, I like that. Good call. Uh, next, speaking of Marvel uh, doing different things, the next uh, thing to be released, summer 2021, it's called What If? And it is the first animated series in the MCU. 
This is neat. This is really neat. Of all the TV shows, I think this one's got me the most excited. It's a it's a thing that they've done in the comics quite a bit. I saw like a cover. It was like, what if Spider-Man never went into saving people and being a hero? And it's like has him hosting like a late night talk show, but also yeah. wearing the Spider-Man costume and a cape. Hilarious. Like, I don't know where like that all mixes together. <laughs> why not like a Spider-Man suit? I don't understand why he wears a cape. But anyways. Wouldn't you wear a cape if you were given the opportunity? Certainly. No. Have yeah. you seen The Incredibles? Capes are the worst. Oh, g- they just have to be uh, steam. Uh, let's have a discussion about that another time. Okay. Because I hate the way that Incredibles, bl- you know, made everyone say that capes are bad just because Pixar couldn't do good cape flapping in that <laughs> year, okay? Capes are good on superheroes. Everyone would wear a cape if you could. Doctor Strange's cape is cool. That's right. It's like it's like magic carpet, you know. Yes. So, what if is a? It's a series of stories which present alternate realities, like the what if questions across the Marvel universe, and a whole bunch of the original MC voices are coming back. So it won't suck like the game, and that's what makes (laughs) it exciting. If it was just a cartoon, and I don't care who you were bringing in, if I don't care if it was like the guy who did Spider-Man's voice in the '90s cartoon that I grew up with, I'd be Mm -hmm. like, meh. Tom Holland's my Spider-Man now. (laughs) Fart. So. Bring in Tom Holland for these. You know, it's like, who's to say that Robbie Downey Jr. won't come in, right? Chris Evans mm-hmm. as well. If they course. just come in for an afternoon and yap a yap yap. <laughs> yap a yap yap. Hang yap. on an episode. What if? Right? <laughs> Truly. That's what I want. Yeah. And out of a cartoon, that would be very cool. It would be interesting to see if this is just like a fun thing that Marvel's playing with or if it somehow is going to tie in to the MCU because it's taking place uh, right after that uh, horror Doctor Strange movie taking the place multiverse. or being released being released after and I'm and now I'm going with this assumption that these television shows are gonna because they're part of phase four they're gonna tie in directly oh shit so I'm you're a- saying that Doctor Strange really explores and blows open the multiverse the multiverse oh, of madness man. and then after that is I was thinking if. how in the world could this be tied in but that makes great yeah. sense yeah, well. oh it just opens the door to more creativity that's what I like about yeah. it yeah you guys hear about the character within what if called the watcher yeah, mm-hmm. what is? Uh, I, I'm presuming it's sort of like a like like your crypt keeper. I'm guessing like your narrator kind of thing. But it'll, that that'll be voiced by Jeffrey Wright uh, from Westworld. The Watcher Bernard. is like a a, a, um, a character in Marvel Comics as well. Like he shows up in Civil War, and he literally just yes watches from the sidelines. Um, I believe he takes Iron Man's side. In Civil War, but Boom. a big character. He's kind of like a. He's kind of like the Q of yeah. Marvel. Omniscient. Um, yeah. Q, um, Q being yeah the um, the omniscient uh, guy played by John Delancey in Star Trek: The Next Generation. Ooh, good pull. Um, <laughs> and then finally. Nope. Think? Two more. No. no. Not two more, two more dated and one more undated. Okay. Hawkeye, fall twenty twenty one. We are getting a Hawkeye Disney Plus series. Um, Kate Bishop is this going to be following the training of that? And what I noticed immediately, and a lot of other people did too, on seeing this on the uh, timeline, is that the logo for this is exactly the same logo as a comics run yes. um, that they did, Hawkeye Life as a Weapon, which is fucking phenomenal. And is that not the Kate Bishop story? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and there is Pizza Dog, and I am fucking hoping for Pizza Dog. <laughs> what is Pizza Dog? It's just this dog. <laughs> That's Hawkeye's dog? Yeah, pizza and, dog. And Kirsten loves does it because he, dog. Does he eat pizza or he mm-hmm. is a pizza? He likes pizza. No, he's not a pizza. <laughs> he just likes pizza. He does like and that's his name, oh, Pizza, pizza Dog. Um, I'm really, it's a great comic run, though. Um, 
I definitely recommend it. And it was really interesting to see that that was the logo they used exactly. That struck me immediately so. too, yeah. I'm just really happy they're not doing a movie with Hawkeye because we don't need that. It'd be a stretch. Yeah. yeah. And To fill two hours. And I think about Jeremy Renner is he's, I think he's a great complimentary actor. Huge. I don't think he can star his own movie. Oh, but don't. he can star in his own fucking uh, music sound. What is that music called? Video. Music video. Man, music that was interesting. Sound. I heard, yeah, I heard a little bit that? of that. No. It's like Southern rock kind of. <laughs> oh, Paul, you haven't seen it. He is playing the instruments in it? And singing. and singing. Is it any good at all? No. You're the main attraction. Like it's so. Oh no. Oh my goodness. Is this like, recent? Yeah. Yeah. And oh. the rhyme, like the rhymes are just. It's kind of like I don't know. It's kind of like I my c- first rock song. Like no, no. go, like go to Paul. Go to the show notes for last like, week's show. Yeah. We put it in there and just watch it and just just let the Jeremy Renner like drip it's, on it's you. Like, it's, it's something else. Thor, Off World, Captain Marvel, unavailable. Hawkeye, Hawkeye making music on tour. <laughs> It's, so, it's a little cringeworthy. <laughs> He's doing casinos in oh, the it's state so fair. It's bad. quite cringeworthy. Anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, who's Kit Bishop? Sorry, real quick. He's like uh, she. She is uh, like Hawkeye's like protege. Like he's <laughs> Has she training been in anything her before. It's his daughter. I don't know if it's his daughter, but we kind of thought <laughs> Brian maybe. is yelling at us now. <laughs> we kind of like. Because at the in uh, Endgame, right at the beginning of Endgame, yeah, uh, his daughter's like a great shot, right? Right. So, I don't know. I don't know enough here. Sorry. I don't, I don't know. Either. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> um, but next, Love and Thunder, November fifth, twenty twenty one. I got so much to Thor. say about this. I have this. a lot to say about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we got uh, Taika back, which is awesome because, like Paul, like you mentioned, now he's writing this movie. Too. Well, and you could kind of say that he wrote um, Ragnarok as well, but it was um, mostly, um, um, what's it called when you just say yes and? Improv. 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 Thank you. Yeah. It was most. It was mostly improv. A lot of that movie, and that's what, he let them do that, um, and you know guided them a certain way. So I, I wonder if he's going to let them improv again, or if he's going to write more of it. I don't know. But Tyke is back. Obviously, Chris Hemsworth, Tessa Thompson, um, and then fucking Natalie Portman and her damn Yeah, role. this is the huge news As the here. new Thor. Yeah. yeah. Lady Thor? Nope, just Thor. Just Thor. Yeah. Not Lady Thor, Don't just Don't need to Thor. preface it. Don't need to. It's just I have a lot of thoughts about this. Go! Let's hear it! So the comic run with, and it was almost like a what-if thing, mm. um, with... Uh, Natalie Portman's character, who I don't remember her name right now. Jane. Uh, Jane, Jane, Jane yep. Foster, thank you. Um, b- becoming Thor is not a great comic run. It's kind of like a funny whatever, like, what would happen? And it was. It, in fact, you know what? Now I'm thinking about it. I think it was a what if Jane picked up um, the hammer instead of Thor. Uh, and it, it wasn't great. So I'm sure they will make this movie fine uh, because I have faith in how good Ragnarok was. I am also not super happy that Natalie Portman is fucking back. Why? Because when she... Le- I'm so angry about this. I can mm. hear it in my voice. Um, because when she left after Thor 2, she was like, I'm done with superheroes. I don't need to be in these movies. I was in Black Swan. Like, I'm so fancy. And, like, she, wow. she abandoned... <laughs> like Marvel and like geeks and nerds everywhere as Jane Foster and they wanted her back but they couldn't get her back and that's why you have all those like lines with Thor being like well Jane is my own flame flame." like they didn't want to kill off that character 
but they had to because Natalie Portman was such a she's such a big iconic actress it's really hard to replace her so they didn't kill her off I think they were always hoping that she'd come back and resign but she just didn't want to so it just pisses me off that now that she's seen all of the MCU do amazing things and <laughs> Thor have such a great reaction yeah. that now she's like okay I'll come back Really? I don't find that defensive at all. I'm like, good for you, Natalie Portman. You, you struggled through Thor 2, which is pretty much she the phoned biggest it turd. In. She, she phoned, phoned it in. Okay, but still, that was the biggest turd of the entire MCU, that yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. All right, so if I'm her too and I'm getting all these great offers to do like interesting indie things and whatever, and she's like, is um, she though? Yeah, she was in that movie oh, um, Annihilation. Oh, Annihilation. Annihilation. That was so fucking good. Though. Which was a great was movie, right? Yeah, yeah. And like regardless whatever she's been doing. And Tessa again, Thompson was also in Annihilation. That's, that's right. True. She made that's a great right. plant. Um, you know, it's like, okay, I'd like not to be tied to this thing. Yeah, but the, the, what's his face that plays Hemdall? Like, he fucking at least made it through three movies. That's true. <laughs> and you know what, as well? Like, who knows if her role would have been that much more than what Gwyneth Paltrow has been doing, right? She shows up, you know, fresh from yoga class, <laughs> says a few lines. <laughs> she's not sure what movie she's even being in at the time. Suddenly she's in a rescue costume. Right, and then she just goes home and collects her paycheck. <laughs> so, yeah, it's true. Like, maybe Natalie could have done that, but I think, I don't I don't know. I, like that's I, I respect that decision. Take a time out. See that they are doing good things. That it's like that property and Thor in general is going in an interesting, good direction. And then be like, okay, now I'll play along. You still want me back? Yeah, I'm happy to come back now. If you're gonna make good movies with me, hmm. I've I've mixed feelings about it for sure. Because Natalie Portman is first off, she's a great actor. She's uh, gorgeous. Uh, but yeah, she phoned it in in Thor 2. Why <laughs> was Thor 2 so bad? Partly because of her. Yeah. And yeah, she turned her back on the the nerds. Yeah, and that's now, how I feel. Yeah. I feel like she turned her back on yeah. us, guys. And now she can come back because Taika Waititi's there. Everybody's loving Thor right now. I don't love the name of this movie. Love and Thunder. Love, like, what? Well, it's, I think that I think it's. I, please it's tell me that's be, a working title. It's going to be a comedy, right? So I think it's a little tongue in cheek, like yeah. Love and Thunder. I guess again. Tessa Thompson's back here, and she's going to have. She needs a queen, I guess. Yeah, yeah. she's the first she's the king. LGBTQ character officially in the MCU, which is great um, because they're they almost half set up in Ragnarok, like maybe Thor and her get together. Yeah, and then now with Natalie Portman back, it's like nope, Ooh. he just is with her old flame, and now we can truly develop her as being. And Tessa a Thompson um, said that she played uh, her character as bisexual in those movies, huh. and I think she did a really good job. Like I, Love I that. feel that. Like I feel like that she was interested in. Both genders, yeah. sexes. Oh, I just feel uh, like she's a great actor regardless. Um, she's I love so what she does. So I'm excited for her to, yes, find her queen. I love that. And does this mean that Chris Hemsworth is kind of taking like a back seat in this movie? Is that what we're going with? I don't know. Thor just when was still we the find... biggest word on the screen. Yes, but, mm -hmm. yeah, but is Natalie Portman Thor? Jane Foster yeah. is going to be the mighty Thor. So he's going to be yeah. Odin's son. They better not. Yeah, is he? yeah that's, they that's better what not. it's called. I, Natalie Portman does not deserve. If it took uh, Black Widow this long, that like for for her to get a movie, Natalie Portman doesn't deserve to abandon us all and then come back and lead a movie. And no. You know what else pisses me so off about this? Like this, like it. Uh, Captain America picking up Mjolnir, like that was great. Yes. Like this kind of downgrades that. Uh, but again, I will, I will agree with you on that. Right? We are again. We are coming off the back of uh, the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and the what if, who knows yeah. what universe we're in now. 
Look, it's two years away or more. I'm I'm gonna hold out hope. I think this is gonna be great. I got oh, such faith in Taika. Yeah. Right. I think whatever they. It's not gonna be like Natalie Portman's been doing extra push-ups and now you know or Jane Foster <laughs> and now she gets to pick up Molnir. It's gonna be some thing happens and Thor like in a moment of sacrifice or whatever is very Odin-esque and gives her the hammer to do a thing. Yeah, it's like it'll be fine. I think in the comic book version of this, Thor becomes unworthy. And then she picks up the hammer. That's oh. what happens. So, I mean, how many more terrible like things can happen to Thor? Yeah. Seriously, yeah, that guy's been be through fat. the ringer. You know, he's montage. lost everything. He's even lost his chiseled abs. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> Man, well, let's presume temporarily. I, I I'm going to hold out hope. I'm excited for it. The logo made me super stoked because it looks like a He-Man. Yeah, it does look yeah. like a He-Man. Right? It's like, like it's a so video game Which so leads it to probably a comedy kind of thing. Kind of, yeah. Or at least, uh, like, in the similar way that Ragnarok was super stylized, you know, with all the color and everything like that, I think Tiger's going to knock it out of the park. Here. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. I have no concerns about the movie itself. I'm just nah. not happy that they've let Natalie Portman in so easily. <laughs> and last but not least, totally out of left field, I feel like no one was expecting this. No. Blade. This was the one more thing, the Apple style. Oh, one more thing. Blade is in Marvel? That's what I first said. I did the same thing, and I'm like, oh, right, okay, right. I didn't realize or remember that. With, uh... Mahershala Ali. Thank you. I love him. I love him in a lot of things. He's He's unreal. Really great in, um, was he in... He's an Oscar Award winner now. Was it Daredevil? What, what, what is that other... Oh, no, yeah. no he was in... Um, oh, Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Yeah. He was the bad guy. He's... But- I've seen him in like earlier TV that he's done. Yeah. I've just always liked his his style. Well, he, he just carries, won an Oscar for Green Book. That's right. right. And he was really good in that. And he carries uh, straight, or, uh, True Detective Season 3, yeah. which is maybe my new favorite uh, season of that show. It's really? So good and, yeah, he is so good in it, too. I really, really like him in the way that like the time bounces. But, you know... I don't. I never even saw those Blade movies with Wesley Snipes, but I kind of get the feeling that Blade is supposed to be. You know what my real, actually big uh, experience with Blade is? Is he's in the '90s Spider-Man cartoon, and he's like, oh. "Do you remember that?" No, because I didn't watch the '90s one. Oh so. man, it's a great. You one haven't watched the '90s Spider-Man? No, nah, man, I'm the '70s uh, kid. Dude. <laughs> the '90s Spider-Man okay. cartoon really is like the MCU, but in comics or in cartoon form in the okay. '90s. There's so many crossovers, Good to know. and Blade is one of them and it's really really great but yeah I, I get the feeling that like Wesley Snipes and the cartoon and the comic and character in general is kind of like intense yeah and Mahershala I've only ever seen him be reserved yeah so yeah. I, well, but I think again he's, he's a great intense. actor he is intense and reserved uh, not the like the character of Blade. I yeah. think that's going to make the moments where he goes a little ballistic yeah. that much more impactful. Yeah, because right. that that's kind of how Blade is. Is like he's very reserved, but then there, like when you're he's fighting, the or there's a comes moment, or, or like like right. holy shit, he goes berserk. Yeah. Are y'all fans of the Wesley Snipes Blade? I liked it. The like, first one was really great. I felt the second one got unnecessarily gory, and the story itself didn't really carry it. So I dropped out after that one. And what were there were like seventeen movies after that? I, I think don't know. I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they stand the test of time. I don't really? know the last time that I've seen those movies, but yeah. I imagine if I were to go back and watch them, they would be laughable. I would tend to agree with you. What him. vintage are we talking about here? They kind of were coming out the same time as the uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Mans, right? 
around. No, I thought they were like older. I thought they were like late nineties. Oh, you might be right, actually. I'm uh, 1998 yeah. for the the original Blade. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, I'm still in high school. From what I heard, Mahershala Ali like went to Kevin Feige and was like, really? "I want to play this role." Oh, yeah, no, cool. And Kevin Feige was like, "Well, when an Oscar award winner like yeah. comes to talk to you, you answer." Right. That's awesome. But That's that also shows you like where Marvel is at this point, right? Mm-hmm. You got yeah. these ridiculously good actors wanting to be part of this chain. That's cool. That's so cool. All right. So I'm stoked. Like again, like uh, for whatever reason, Blade never, you know, lured me to him with the mm-hmm. Leslie Wesley Snipes uh, movies. But I mean, again, yeah, Mahershala can do no wrong. I'm super stoked to see what they do. And did you see too that people were chapped, or there was like a little bit of a backlash? People or like uh, originalists or fans of the Wesley Snipes movies were like oh, chirping and beacon on Twitter. And Talk Wesley, to some fucking Spider-Man fans, man. Like no, Jesus Christ, Wesley Snipes himself though and this is a quote told them all to chillax <laughs> <laughs> nice nice Ooh, Wesley and Snipes just went up a couple cool points right <laughs> it's yeah, been totally. 20 years he's not I gonna know. come back and do that role give me a break um, a couple more things so no dates on this but at the end of the panel Feige went on to say yes uh, also in development uh, Black Panther 2 Captain Marvel 2 Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 Fantastic Four which how many times do they fucking need to reboot it um, but same thing I'll watch it this time I haven't seen any of the two previous he, versions oh let's bring Chris Evans back yeah with Chris Evans <laughs> yeah. and wait a minute um, who played the Human Torch um, um, Chris Evans. No, 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 no. In the second one, uh, the one who the was the bad guy, bad guy in Black Panther. In Black Panther. Um, oh, why can't I think of his name? Oh, uh, Michael, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. Weird. Using, I didn't know that. It's crazy. Uh, was in was in another another Marvel thing. He was in. Uh, we just said the word. Fucking Luke Cage. Um, right. Anyway, he also talked about mutants. So maybe an X Men film coming up. There's uh, other mutant. Uh, terrain to travel to though besides X-Men yeah and we can give X-Men a little break after the uh, none of us who saw Fiend Dark Phoenix right which <laughs> yeah. none of us no, no, I did nerds not. have still seen I'm this movie I'm waiting for it to come out on Netflix <laughs> I know that's so sad that's bad um, I also heard Feige talk briefly about when he when he mentioned mutants everyone of course lost their shit for the X-Men but then he um, as we've talked about too he rolls Deadpool in there as well with that now being owned by Disney or whatever I really think like what all of this San Diego Comic-Con and all of these announcements and all these different things um, that Marvel is doing, and this kind of leads into the uh, beating of the blue cats, Woo-hoo! is that um, even if you're not, well, first of all, if you're not a Marvel fan, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> but like, even if you're not There's a Marvel... one DC guy <laughs> being like, shut up, <laughs> DC is better, <laughs> the Green Lantern. <laughs> even if you're uh, not uh, a Marvel fan or whatever, the 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 fact that just this week um, Endgame eclipsed Avatar right. as the highest grossing film ever is huge. Even if even if you're not a Marvel fan, like the the consequences of this happening, oh yeah, are crazy. You gotta respect that because now, hopefully, like studio executives are going to give these movies a chance and I think that's why we've had a chance to play with like Thor Ragnarok like with Taika being able to like fucking improv half that movie um, with a horror movie that we're doing with a cartoon like I think that now yes it's taken 23 films in however many years but now studio executives are seeing the value in letting people experiment and not 
always go by a formula. And I think that that's going to hopefully have greater consequences across movies, not just the MCU, but like hopefully they will give people a chance to make, oh, you got a crazy original movie that you want to make? Yeah, sure. Let's take a chance on it. Like think about Iron Man. 11 years ago when that was released. You oh, know? yeah. Like, th- like they, they didn't know that it was going to turn into what it has. And so I'm very hopeful um, f- for more things, like the good faith that the MCU has done and we've taken over Avatar. Like, I'm really hopeful for the future of movies in general. And the establishment of the, the Academy Awards is not the end-all and be-all, but we still say Oscar-winning actor, Oscar-winning movie kind of thing. And, you know, let's, let's kind of get some superhero films into this, you know, sort of previously glass tower or glass castle of, uh, of the Oscars. They're doing it this year. They're changing the Oscars. Um, they were going to do it last year, um, but then like the Academy was like, we don't have time to put together our nominations. We hate bullshit. change! Um, so I think this year, now I can't remember off the top of my head, maybe you remember, Paul, mm. but um, they're going to add a category and it's like in best picture, but then it's like best popular popular or something like that they're adding like popular categories okay. because even the academy realizes like okay um green book was a great movie but green book did not make 2.788 billion dollars yeah. like maybe if you want people to watch the oscars you need to include these popular movies and i've said it before i think fucking chris evans deserves an Oscar. His performance sure. throughout all these movies Hugely. is phenomenal. Yeah, there's the a snobbishness, right? Like, it takes a lot to make a movie like Green Book, sure, but mm-hmm. imagine the threads that you had to pull and the calories you had to burn to put together <laughs> a movie like Endgame, too, mm-hmm. right? So, like, that deserves a little recognition as a piece of artistic movie making as well. It's an interesting and very optimistic <clears throat> um, take on that, Kirsten, though, because I think that more people would say it's the opposite, is that, like, uh, now with Marvel movies making nothing but money it's like it's going to be even tougher for like a smaller or independent or original idea you know because that's been kind of the scourge we've talked about for a while now It's if it's not a sequel a reboot or something based off based of a comic something. book right then they're not interested in making it and I mean as much as we're <coughs> stoked on this lineup that's just come out here wow. that's all that is it's just a bunch of comic book adaptations yeah I guess like I hear that but I guess my maybe not independent films but at least in the these movies they're going right. to be allowed to play a little bit more that's interesting yeah. um, rather than just doing that superhero formula yeah. um, they're giving them some opportunity there which I'm excited for let's cover a few more things that were not Marvel but uh, did drop around San Diego Comic Con We got some footage and a clip that was shown but has not quite released the internet released to the internet of the movie Terminator Dark Fate. So they released this cool behind the scenes featurette, which I have gone by frame by frame because I'm a huge Terminator nerd. Terminator term anyways. <laughs> um, also we got a nice big fat trailer for Star Trek Picard, which wow, there was a lot in there. Yeah, yeah, I know. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. The internet like exploded and was like, "Oh my god, we're so excited! Like everybody's coming back! Like we've got uh, like three people are coming back. Oh, there's like four or four or five people coming back. Like of course, uh, we have uh, number one is coming back, who was not in the trailer, so I don't know. No, but is he? Jonathan Frakes is coming back. Jonathan Frakes is coming back. Because Jonathan, have you ever been to a Chinese restaurant? (laughs) Jonathan Frakes apparently (laughs) is like Jonathan Frakes is a a a a big director of these types of shows now. He's directed he's directed some of the Orville and whatnot, Um, but. 
Yeah, so later on he will be starring in some. Deanna Troy Did you get that joke, back. though? Marina Sirtis. I missed it. No, I okay, didn't. Okay, sorry. Let me explain if you don't know. Jonathan Frakes also hosted a show in the 90s. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I man. don't know what it was called, but it was like a myth show or something. I looked this up, like fact or fiction something. Yeah, that's right, where they would like dramatize uh, an, an incredible thing. Yeah, beyond, you- beyond belief, fact <laughs> or fiction, the cheesiest right. show. It was sort of this um, masterpiece theater. He's sitting in the, yeah. the, the the chair in the fake library with the fire. <laughs> so he would like ridiculous set questions. it up. And then tell you at the end of it whether or not it was true or false. So, like I if it was a, a true story yeah. or if they completely made it up. And if you've not seen the show, look for the clip the clip collections yeah. on the internet. They're classic. There's two that's really good. One is him just telling you that something was false over and over again. Like it's a lie. We made it up. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. Gotcha this time. <laughs> writers wrote it in a writer's room. Like there's that supercut, and then there's the other one, which is just him asking questions over and over again, and they're hilarious. Like, have you ever been on a bike? Do you ever go to a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> like, it's just so silly. Have you ever seen a grown man naked to me? Oh, no, yeah, that's, that's airplane. Right, that's nah, right. Never mind. Okay, sorry. That was my total aside. Oh, my yeah, Marina. Jonathan yeah, Frakes. Yeah, uh, yeah, Marina Sirtis is coming back. And then, of course, we got good old Brent Spiner in the worst makeup I've ever seen. It was strange. What the fuck? <laughs> Can you use that Marvel de-aging technology oh, instead of that much makeup, God. maybe? It's like, you could see his pores. It's like, yeah. fucking put yeah. some like, like girl, and like just get, the way they shut. Get they like shot a drag him. queen out there to yeah. do his makeup and do yeah. a better job than whoever Probably fucking did. did it. Like, <laughs> he looks so bad. Like, mm. it, like, and I get like, yes, androids can age and whatever. And you know, yeah. we didn't explain this in the Terminator, but like, the makeup was awful. It was awful. It was. Yeah. Awful, um, but other than that, like cool that Brent Spiner's back. Cool that Data's back. Um, I think that the android, like the the girl in Picard, that shows up. Yeah. Um, I have a theory that it's going to be Lal, who is <gasps> Data's daughter. Oh, that would be so daughter. Um, like that. That's my theory. I love that. Is that um, what it is? We know that's an android. That girl. Assuming that okay. it is, yeah, but, right. based on why because him back. because yes, yeah, because Data's coming oh, back, and it that seems to kind of like circle around that whole story. And Picard <sighs> has the most experience with an android in Starfleet. Yes, okay, that would yeah. be so cool. Also, quick clip of Jerry Ryan, who was seven of nine. Um, what was it? Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. Uh, no, at, uh, tertiary adjunct, adjunct of Unimatrix Zero One. Um, that was her full title. And yeah, so she's, of course, has been deborgified for long enough that she doesn't have the tight bun anymore. And she just has a little bit of the borgness on her face. And she is back to being a human again. And it's really neat to see her acting as a human again. Mm-hmm. And another Borg, uh, Hugh, Jonathan Del Arco was his name. And Hugh was in uh, one or two or three um, post Borg uh, episodes of The Next Generation. Loved his character. Apparently, he's going to be in it too. For all the Borgishness of this, I hype. I'm not a Trekkie. I don't know anything about Star uh, Trek. Trekker. Trekker, whatever whatever they're called. But my buddy who is sent apparently, me this text. Sorry, apparently the original series is Trekkies and the next generation oh. is Trekkers. Oh, Anyways. I didn't really? know that. Yeah, oh, really? Uh, let's hear, let's hear your buddy's that. text. So he sent me this trailer and he wrote, this is the greatest trailer I've ever seen. There's something for your Did he blink cast. when Data was on screen? He's like, the best <laughs> ever. I've never had such a tease before. They have me opening night with popcorn, sweets, and wine. What? This is my new Game of Thrones. What? What a trailer. And since he knows how much I like Cap, he says there were at least three Cap picks up the hammer moments for me in that trailer. Whoa! That Whoa, what's going on? What's happening? What? What? Okay, sorry. I hit the wrong button. 
I think I was just here, and I must have. And I don't think anybody heard. I don't think that would have been in the uh, nope. recording. No, Sorry. Anyways, butt hit the wrong button. Everybody panic. <laughs> anyway, that's what he thinks of the new Picard. That's hilarious. It, does, that's it is much. pretty. It is pretty good. Like it is um, lots of those moments. If you're a trekker, which I'm never gonna say, it's fucking trekky. <laughs> um, like there are a lot of those moments when they're revealing those characters, especially when they like pull the drawer open and it's all of like Data's. Mm. So, like I was like, yeah. but uh, yeah, just I don't know. What Start. what's what is because I can see it I can see it in your eyes you're hesitant what is it I know what it is for what? me I want to hear what it is for what? you what network is this playing space like I don't know whoa okay. and, and and I mean everybody loves Picard everybody mm-hmm. loves why can't I think of his name right now Data no who plays Picard oh, oh Patrick Fuck, I'm so bad at names today he's like a little frail yeah. Yeah, I um all right, let me tell you a couple of things. Right. I'm stoked. I was stoked to watch it and I've watched it a couple of times and you know, likewise I had friends who were losing their minds about it. Um number one Number, number one, one. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> uh, Thank you Kirsten. <laughs> Picard was at his best always like this really endlessly optimistic character, so mm. I don't like him being so dour. Interesting, yeah. Number two, the biggest beef that a lot of Star Trek fans have with Discovery is that it is so much action schlock. Mm-hmm. It is rapid burnout schlock. It is too many laser guns firing at all times. You know, that's the, always the big climax of the ser- season is as many laser guns as you can blow into your brain. <laughs> Here they all are. Okay. And I was excited for I was like, okay. You know what? If Discovery wants to do that and get your kind of like casual, I only like laser gun Star Trek fans, that's fine. And you know what Picard will do really well is like uh, more interesting concepts and uh, kind of more hit like uh, more elevated sci-fi mm-hmm. stuff and thinking and smart and all that, right? Looks like more action schlock. You think so? Oh, I was no, thinking see, it was the opposite. I agree. I thought you were going opposite, like that they had gone the other end of the spectrum. And we were told early on that this is going to be more of a pensive thinking man's sort of uh, Picard. Did you get that from the trailer, though? No. I saw people doing flips and, and the trailer lasers. is there to hook people in, I think. Mm. Dum-dums? <laughs> yeah. Dum-dums who only like laser shootings? So I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then he like goes off with like a ragtag team and yeah, all that. that was, you need yeah. a crew. That yeah, was a bit much stuff I don't yeah. know. Uh, we'll see. I think uh, it'll probably be fine. And then it's just like rehashing the stuff that they already did so well in The Next Generation was like, let's talk about androids and their right to uh, personhood again. Yeah. Oh, here come the Borg again. I don't know. Uh, I, I, you, the Borg can do no wrong for me. I think that's a great enemy. I'm a little concerned. That's all. Let's cover two other not Marvel things. Uh, we got a big full trailer for Watchmen. Uh, sorry. Oh, geez. Hang on. Let me just back up. Uh, Picard will be a series on space in early 2020. Watchmen will be an, uh, an HBO series this October. Yes. Yeah, Do explain your sigh, Kirsten uh, James. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I liked how they've explained that what's going on now with the Watchmen is that 
basically the police have gone, oh, okay, um, you guys are going to cover your faces, but you get to know who we are. So now the police are covering their faces and nobody knows where they live or what they do. And so they are kind of, the police are turning into the vigilantes. Yeah, there was a coordinated assault on police. And so they all went uh, uh, anonymous, which like the mass vigilantes. I was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but then it was just, I don't know, it kind of lost me after that. Like, I don't like all of the Rorschachs. Um, well, I have to admit, for someone who doesn't know the world, I'm not sure that this, this oh, like, I'm not sure who the you. casual audience is for this yeah. show. Oh, no, no, this is another point that we did not add in here, which, please put a pin in it, uh, His Dark Materials. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, but anyway, going back to Watchmen, um, I also, like... <sighs> I didn't like the tease at the end of Dr. Manhattan being back either. How come? Um, I don't know. Are they bringing back, uh, what's his face, the actor? I would hope so, because, yeah. yeah, he's a great Dr. Who Manhattan. Who else am I going to see blue penis? Exactly. Okay, that's Do enough. I get another blue penis? Stop. Yeah, is it going to be the same size Are they going to make shape? a fleshlight guys, for girls guys, out of it? Guys, yeah, just, likely. There is. Okay. But can you Google that right no, now, please? No, I There's got to be a Dr. Dr. Manhattan, Manhattan There's got to be a... That's Dr. A, Manhattan. A fleshlight for a girl, dildo. by the way, is called a dildo. <laughs> dildo. He's a cooler <laughs> name, though. A dildo. Okay, I'm going to look it up. All right, are you we talking, talking anything more Watchmen? Are we going to go to The Witcher now? I just want to say that also came out last week was the final... Well, not a big trailer for The Boys... Which kind of, oh, yes. I feel like the if I have to decide Prime. between the boys and Watchmen here, which oh. I probably will. I mm. truly think the boys has a much wider audience. You mm. don't need to be, put that away. <laughs> put that away, Kristen Dr. James. Dr. Manhattan dongs. Um, I look. think the boys has a much wider Ooh. appeal because I, from what I'm seeing with this Watchmen trailer, you have to have already been in this universe yeah. to under, you know, to see the story and get all the references for it to be enjoyable. So for me, I'm sunk. I'm totally down with this, but... I don't know if the average person will be, mm-hmm. and I hope yeah. they do something to make it a little bit more wide appeal because I want it to succeed <laughs> and continue and not be just, Paul, put that away! <laughs> just Stop looking at dogs, Paul. Dr. Manhattan um, Okay, wait, I just want to piggyback on uh, what you just said about you have to know the universe because the uh, another trailer that got released to San Diego Comic-Con was the His Dark Materials trailer. Looks amazing. Looks, Looks so good. Um, however, I watched it with Johnny my husband who has not read the books um and once the trailer finished i turned to him and i said do you do you do you understand what is even happening like do you know what you're in to watch he's like i have no fucking idea for dark materials yeah right. like the trailer did not make any sense unless you know what's going on Good call. yeah but i don't really know what's going on either only like very very basic but yeah. i was into it i was hooked on that i just i feel like it didn't like even tell you what the plot might be or what you're in yeah. to watch like you just you see like Lyra running around and like then something spooky happens and something then spooky. kids are going in cages and then there's no I don't know I, I, I watched it and I understood what was going on but I was like as somebody that has no concept would like and, and Johnny was like I have no idea what happened in right. that trailer yeah I was into it I don't know but I'm excited about that and last the Witcher! I'm so excited! Uh, I said I'm yes. still not sold on Henry, Henry Cavill as um, Geralt, but... Well, I, I didn't show much of him doing, you know, in the trailer. It was just a little bit, so... Yeah. I uh, think he's a good actor. But does he belong in this role? Yeah. So is that what Is he, though? Is that- 
You know? <laughs> it's not his fault. The Superman movies and Snyder. What is he in that's not that's not Superman? Mission Impossible. Yeah, no. and he's great in it. Okay, he's great and in it. Uh, yeah, I think Superman was maybe one of the worst decisions he could have made for his career, really, yeah. especially that version of it because it was so crummy. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he is great. I, you know, I'm trying to like put him out of my head as Superman and trying to get into him as The Witcher, but I still see him as Superman yeah. wearing a wig. Yeah, so. because it's the same kind of like pensive, like intense yeah. character. And so I think it's just because it's so similar. I'm having trouble with that, but it looks great. This trailer looks so good. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm not canceling Netflix now. I'm super stoked for this. Nice. Um, it, it had a sense of where the plot was going to go. The casting looked really good for Yennefer and Siri. Um, and the the graphics looked great. Um, I'm excited. Let's lightning round three more. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Paul. <laughs> should we lightning round or should we get into the Lion King review? No, I'm going to say we're going to lightning round three things and okay. then get into the Lion King review. Okay, man. Top Gun. Oh, man. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Goosebumps. Goose. Bumps. Bumps. Yeah, trailer I, for Top Gun. Give for Brian. Yeah. Stole that from say. Brian. <laughs> Coming in 2020, we had a trailer that showed us absolutely nothing. Yeah, nothing. Um, although it was fun to see um, Maverick. Apparently Maverick has not moved on in his life. No. Nope. Yeah, it's been a long time and he hasn't moved on. Uh, and he's still... Uh, a badass. Quentin from uh, the Zones Evening Show, uh, I thought had a good line. I don't know if he came up with this himself or stole it, but he said that that movie looks like a midlife crisis come to life. Um, but <laughs> He's I'll, not wrong. As a person who never saw the original, has no nostalgia for it. Whoa. You are yeah. not a man. It oh, stop it. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> um, I have no nostalgia for that movie at all, but I'll say the trailer for this made it look pretty good. I, I'll nice. There's going to be a ridiculous volleyball scene, obviously. Oh, uh, Jennifer Connelly is in it. Wolf. Looked <laughs> um, real good. I loved the airplanes. Yes, yes. I, I, they were on that me sounds too. really weird. And I loved that. watching no, the movement. Real. The real yes, the realism of it. Got me. That was fucking phenomenal. I totally. love that. Is that in the original? Is there a bunch of like cool airplane shots? I doubt. Uh, it. Yeah. But yeah. they're not like they're all like in graphic houses. Yeah, the, yeah, like, this this one is like this is like a GoPro on a camera where the other ones right. were like green screen. It looks screen. Yes. phenomenal. That's oh, right. this is cool. All I ever hear about this goddamn thing is a volleyball game, so I don't know about the planes or not. All right. Next. Lightning oh, round uh, two. The Orville has been renewed for season three, but it will be a Hulu exclusive Boo. coming out in late 2020. So. And this is apparently because uh, Fox would not give them the money to do the graphics um, for the things they wanted to do or it was going to take too long. And yeah. so Seth MacFarlane was like, fuck you, we're going to Hulu. Yeah. But... Um, I liked watching it on Fox. And the third and final thing for this lightning round is that the Walking Dead comic just up and ended. Yeah, it's crazy. So um, the Walking Dead graphic novel is still going on, obviously. Um, all of a sudden, d- nobody knew it was going to happen. They released their last comic, and they're like, yep, that's it. It's done. We're That's the end. Crazy. Um, was it a good ending? No warning whatsoever. It was, oh, I, I, I don't know. I haven't read it yet because I'm waiting for the trade paperback to come out. Did it feel like an ending? Do you know that? I don't know because I don't wow. want spoilers. But um, <laughs> I think I think it does, though. But they did end it quite suddenly, and I right. don't know if it was with a character's death or whatever. Basically, I'm waiting for the trade paperback to come out. I, I like that. You don't need the whole backstory end to and everything. It's done. it's done. I'm okay with that. Okay, next. So let's get to reviews and recommendations. Recommendations. Lion King. Ah! Yeah, we all went to see The Lion King on except Tuesday me. night. Not me, except for Bud. And Brian. Uh, Brian's already seen it. He told me he hated it. Hated it? Yeah, hated wow. it a lot. 
of oh, Gusto. No. Yeah, he thought Beyonce was too Beyonce yeah. in the song. Uh, he didn't really like Spirit. any of the performances. <laughs> he agreed with me that uh, Timon and Pumbaa were the best parts of the movie. And mm. But they're the, the best part of The Lion King, too. So it's not hard. Yeah, it's not hard to it's believe that. It's not hard for them to be. Yeah. The I can't, yeah, I can't remember what else he said, but he was he was like, I went home and watched the original and was like, it was a better movie in every facet, right, so yeah. why do we have to have this? Yeah, and this was, as Paul has been predicting, shot for the shot. shot for shot remake. Like There was slight dialogue changes yeah. every now and then, and maybe a couple added shots, but other than that, it was shot for shot. Do you know what I found... That was a kind of bumped me from it, and that I found the original did better was that it wasn't quite shot for shot, and that like the pacing wasn't there. Everything was kind of a little bit more dragged out. And you know why they had to do that, at least in my opinion, Uh, because the they were trying to make the animals real. Right, so you can't have like that. uh, We we talked about this, like be prepared. One of my favorite songs from Mm -hmm. The Lion King, and in this remake, it is you're right, not shot for shot, but because they can't have Scar like doing that, the something in favor or tiptoeing nearer, and he's like doing this little tiptoe like a lion. They don't do that because they want the lion to look real. Right. So so you're totally right. The pacing is different, and I think it's because they wanted the animals to be more realistic. That, like, f- um, that like uh, commitment mm-hmm. to making the mm-hmm. animals that photo real and move like real animals mm-hmm. and, like, a nature documentary where they just happen to talk and sing <laughs> was, like, I think that really tied their hands in a lot of ways that, you know, made the, the original better. And, and then, so you lose certain elements mm-hmm. that are great and then other things you have to drag out and it made things move at a different, less good pace. Great. The original, what is it called? in probably right near 90 minutes you know mm-hmm. it's like a kids cartoon movie you can't have them sitting peeing in their pants for two hours yep. this one is easily what a half an hour longer it's an hour and 53 minutes and you don't get any extra new scenes no. so it's you just like everything spirit. goes yeah. well, let me say about spirit though is that uh it was the only new song mm-hmm. from any of these movies that i've ever thought worked I, I liked how they did it. Right. I, I agree. Yeah. They they didn't put it in like that Aladdin song out of the fucking left field where you're like, what is happening? Jasmine does not sing a song. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, uh, you know, a song to go over while Simba's running back. And it, I agree. It worked perfectly. I hated little Simba. Like, he was just a little brat. He sounded like a brat. I don't remember. Yeah. And I haven't seen the original <laughs> in a very long time. So I don't remember if he was that bratty in the original. But I hated the I can't wait to be king or whatever that song was they like walk a line in the original animated one where he's bratty and he's like being kind of a a dick right but he's like still lovable enough with this one I don't know what it is it's in the delivery of the voice actor but it's like 15% brattier and it ruins him for you yeah yeah you don't really feel that bad for him I don't at least (laughs) and it's like to sorry to Brian and sorry to everyone who's saying that Timon and Pooper are so great they were fine they were good but so many of their like clearly improvised lines did not hit for me. They weren't really? good. They weren't that funny. No, not really. No, they just they felt like two actor comedians were just bullshitting in the studio, and mm-hmm. John Favreau was like, "Great, keep it in." Well, I think a not lot of the, a lot of the funny ones that they kept were from the original. Yes, like uh, like you're walking a lion there, like ah, yeah. like that's like from the original. <laughs> but the, the other the that's other funny. one that I didn't that really drove me nuts was that scene where Timon and Pumbaa they're going and they're trying to save Pride Rock, and they do the distraction technique. Yeah. 
Yes. Um, and then the hyenas come in and they call him a pig. Right, right. The bullies and, in, and but in this one, they, they, he's like, ah, you guys are bullies. Like, I don't stand for bullies. And then he like chases them all around, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, don't bully me. And I was like, what the fuck? Because like you and Aladdin, <laughs> where you were really sad, they took that that one line out in Aladdin. Which line? I don't remember. There was like one line that you were like, that's the best line of the movie, and right. they took it out in Aladdin. Yeah. Um, that was this scene for me because they call him a pig, and then he's like, what? Oh, a pig? And then he like goes and he like goes crazy and he's like they call me Mr. Pig and that's like the best fucking part and then they put this shit about bullying yeah kids don't bully people but like I mean like what do they call chubby that's what they call right, him yeah, and they yeah. called him chubby instead right, of a pig because right. he's you know yeah Anyway, I didn't like that they Brian also that. said he really liked um, John Oliver as Zazu. Whoa, that's so weird because I did not like John Oliver as really? Zazu. I didn't love him either, to be honest. I, I liked him. I'll take the original Rowan Atkinson any day. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as the guy who didn't see the remake, let me read you uh, some snippets from Mary Harrison, our regular listener, Mary Harrison, Oh yeah. who emailed geekoutofthezone.fm to say a couple things. I'm going to paraphrase a bit here. Uh, Seth and Billy are awesome together, not quite as good as the originals, but I nearly wet my pants during two of their scenes, especially the Be Our Guest bit. Agree, Mary. That was funny, yeah. John Oliver did a good job channeling Rowan Atkinson. Keegan-Michael Key and Eric Andre are hilarious as the funny hyenas, as much as they're supposed to be funny, I guess. I thought, I did not laugh once. I thought the hyenas <laughs> were terrible. They were, they took all of the slapstick, all of the comedy out of those characters. Yeah. That was like, a, I don't that was know a decision they made. delivery they, or... Interesting. Well, no, it's like they made that conscious decision, like that slapstick, you know, and jokes that are that broad don't work with these realistic hyenas that mm-hmm. are supposed to be menacing. Yeah, and Keegan-Michael Key, like, every time he talked, that I could only see him. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see the hyena. Yeah, generally a problem with these celebrity movies. Uh, Mary also says the new side animal, animals who interact with young Simba are a welcome addition, and they Great. sound awesome with their one song. Yes. And thank God for James Earl Jones. They need him to record every word in the English language so that he can be used for some awesome voices in the future after he's gone. This, I- by the way, is a really good plan. I really missed Jeremy Irons' as Scar. Like, I know Everyone was going on about um, what's his nuts being Chewy, Scar Chewy tell. and Chewy how tell great his yeah. performance was. But I was just like, you know what? Jeremy Irons yep. was freaking awesome. This is what Mary said as well. Only Jeremy Irons has the inflection of pure evil yes. that I believe Scar should have. Yes, yes I agree. Thanks, Mary, for emailing geekout at thezone.fm. I'm not going to talk about lion penises. The lion okay. I did are not. Okay, I saw that email and I looked for lion penises and I did not see any and I was the very disappointed. Did you see lion penises? Okay, guys. No. Every time the lion spoke... <laughs> I, I just I wasn't there I wasn't with, I took I got taken out of the movie mm-hmm. and that's that's a real problem when you're watching a movie because lines. you could just hear the humans <laughs> behind it yeah okay. and and because the facial expressions don't match the uh, the tone right? I, yeah I tend yeah. to agree there I think um, some of the problems too with the singing like I know Paul you talked about Seth Rogen's voice and yeah. how it's not great and I think it worked for that character but I think specifically when we're talking about like Rowan Atkinson and Nathan Lane who were um, Timon and um, and uh, Zazu in the original. Like, they have those deep Broadway voices. Like, they can enunciate and they Mm -hmm. can, you know, hit a line perfectly as a Broadway actor can and maybe a singer can't. And I found um, they weren't, none of the actors were really doing that. They didn't have those Broadway voices that lent themselves to the animation. Um, and fucking Beyonce, I don't even like, whatever, Beyonce. We be taking no. some heat for this movie. <laughs> Donald Glover yeah. was fine, though. I thought, you know, Donald Glover was the only voice I thought who was better than the original, because what is it, Matthew Broderick? It's who Matthew plays? Broderick, yeah. Yeah, Jeez, yeah right. and I, I preferred hearing uh, Donald Glover as, as the adult Simba, 
but um, I heard too that someone pretty famous, and I'm sorry, I can't, I don't know who it is, but somebody, it might have been like Pharrell or somebody like that, was actually voice training. Seth Rogen trying to get his singing voice. It could be Pharrell because he did all the music for this the movie. Like he was the like supervising music producer. Or whatever. Is that so? Yeah. Okay, so that may be it. Um, so he was like so frustrated with Seth Rogen how bad he was at singing. Oh boy. And that's what I said for Hakuna Matata and everything too. Like he, the way that. Seth Rogen can't go like from one place to the other in the word phrase, right? Like yeah. I'm not a good singer, but phrase, right? Yeah. It's like a phrase, <laughs> right? It's like stop and start again because he's like too weed addled in his vocal cords or whatever the fuck it is. Fro was so upset and frustrated by how bad he was that that was the best take they got out of Seth Rogen that he was like bashing his head against the wall. <laughs> Seth Rogen is so bad. And I get it. It's like when he, we first saw the cast, Seth Rogan is Pumbaa. Yeah, makes sense. That's great. You have to go back and watch the original one to see, and I don't know what that original voice actor's name was, but as you're saying, Kirsten, he's got the chops. He can deliver the comedic lines. Mm -hmm. You believe him as like the scruffy-voiced pig, and then he also can sing. Can when he did that little, like... He can snort. When he did that little, like, giggle, but like the Seth Rogen, like... <laughs> yeah, like the snort. The snort laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. So, anyway. I, I don't know. I just... Yeah. I don't know why that's your biggest gripe, though, because his songs, Hakuna <laughs> Matata and uh, In the Jungle they were fine the In they the Jungle the part was good In the Jungle part I agree with Mary yeah. like, I loved all the little animals it's not my biggest beef it's just one that I keep coming back to that it just bumped me and bothered me Billy Arkner should get a lot of credit though because he had maybe the biggest um, like chops to live up to <laughs> unless they had um, replaced Mufasa, James Earl Jones. Yeah. You know, um, to kind of fill in the role of Nathan Lane was maybe the biggest um, challenge, and he did a fantastic job, and he can sing. So I sh he, sh he deserves so, some praise there. So, solid six. Let's move on. Nice. Solid six, really? Yeah. I, it's getting like 54% on Rotten Tomatoes, and Oof. for like a little bit. So that's of almost a solid six. Yeah. Really close. It's way it's down, way four. below. It's a whole point and a half. It's not not point and a half, but it's way below six. Um, that's about right, I think. Yeah, it's I'd, not solid. No, not that's solid, that's it. Just six. It's not six. I think this movie is Sorry, a Julie technical Charles. achievement. <laughs> Everything looked amazing. Yes, like it it looked great, but that's all it was. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Kristen, keep it going. I want to hear about time crimes. Time crimes. <laughs> I watched a movie uh, called Time Crimes. It's a French movie. Um, it's originally called Los Chronocrimes. Oh, no, not French. Sorry. Uh, Spanish. <laughs> uh, foreign language film. It's from 2007, but I'm specifically recommending it because it is a time travel movie, but um, they did it really well. Like, they didn't mm. do any, like, weird fucked up time travel, and it kind of has, like, a cool story to it. Um, it's it's an independent film, so take my recommendation with a, green, a grain of salt because it is... Um, the the quality of it isn't phenomenal. Like it was made in 2007, but it looks like it was made in 1994. Mm -hmm. But if you're interested in a foreign language film, um, it's a horror mystery sci-fi thriller um, that is also involves time travel. I recommend Time Crimes. It's only an hour and a half of your life. Sweet. Yeah. That's interesting. That's about how much time I spend on something that I. Okay, so I'm we're uh, we're in the jock meeting in, in zone control on Tuesday, and something catches my eye on the TV as we're all talking. I'm supposed to be paying attention, <laughs> but I see this lady 
and she she reaches into a book like an open book and she yanks out a page and when the page yanks out the paper that she has pulled out is suddenly in the shape of a folded paper fan and i'm like that's interesting and they play, show us a couple of other action things and she took a, a packet of sugar and throws it like a throwing star and embeds it into a wall i'm like i don't know what this is but i'm suddenly not listening to anything that my coworkers are saying and i'm mm. really interested with this and then they gave the title card and the title treatment is like a Jackson Pollock splatter of, I'm sure there were letters to it, but I have no idea what it was. I'm like, I can't Google splat. And so I went and I Googled CBC Japanese paper. And I found it. But what I found in the greater scope of it was this thing called CBC Gem, which is kind of like CBC's streaming service, only it's free because we're Canadians, which is kind of neat. So they have series like The Great British Bake Off, they have Thunderbirds Are Go, there's Kids in the Hall stuff on there. The original Thunderbirds Are Go? No, Thunder like Thunderbirds oh, was the original. The right. new one is Thunderbirds Argo. Oh, right, yeah. Right, right, yeah, they have a couple of movies. They have a history of violence. They have Goalie, very Canadian. They have oh. Fubar Two, Balls to the Wall. <laughs> um, but this this show that I found, and I, what I one other thing that I noticed is there's this great um, Japanese uh, Canadian actor who I first saw in the X Files. I don't. He has a really neat look to him. He's an older guy. Mm-hmm. His name's uh, Hiro, Hiro Kanagawa, as in like the great wave of Kanagawa. So he's in this series. This is like a bit part, but it, it drew me in. So in this series, this lady discovers three things, is what the synopsis says. She has a twin brother. She's part of an ancient, uh, descendant of an ancient order of Japanese people who can change the density of paper and turn it into weapons. And three, she is being hunted by another one of these people. And the show is called, and this is what the title said that I couldn't read. Rock, paper, scissors. No. Warigami. (laughs) So here's the thing. I downloaded the CBC Gem app. Yeah. What I loved about this no signups. You can sign up. You can create an account if you want right. things moved device to device. But I just wanted to watch this show and see. No signups. I loved it. It's very Netflix-like. That's you can't great. do the double tap to go forward or back or anything. And you can Chromecast with it. So these are all pluses. So I watched the entire Warigami series, <laughs> 12 episodes in one night. How long are the episodes? It must not be long. 10 minutes on average. Whoa! So I basically spent just under 90 minutes to watch this entire thing, and basically it's broke up into these 10-minute slots because they show you an ad for another CBC show beforehand, and that's okay. Sure. A little cheesy, um, a little hinky in some of the special effects, but the general concept I absolutely loved, and for free, would recommend. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It was a just a neat, neat concept, weaponized origami. I love it. I'm going to get into this gem thing because likewise I'll be sitting in the control room supposed to be doing a show mm-hmm. and that's just what we have on in there. We often have CBC News Channel or whatever it's called and um, they do some fantastic uh, documentaries. Is like uh, There's one that probably likely is on this gem. Probably. That's, um, it's like people asking really uh, blunt questions to people with like disabilities or what Down is, yeah, syndrome. Yeah, the perks, or, the perks of being in a wheelchair. I think I saw that one. Right? Yeah. That, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So I mean, that looks really interesting. There's been a few. So um, God bless our national broadcaster. Keep doing those good things. Yeah, and they got Shit's Creek. They got Kim's Convenience. Oh, sorry. Yes, I meant to mention. This. Yeah, the Shit's Creek is on there. So yeah, it's just a. I, I and I didn't know about this thing three days ago. Right. And yeah, pretty cool. That's neat. They. I think I downloaded the CBC app like when I first got my Apple TV a couple of years. Years ago, or a few years ago now, and 
I think it's just automatically turned into CBC Gem. <laughs> Sorry. I think that's what it is. The Apple TV, the CBC app on a streaming uh, platform like that just is Gem now. That makes sense. I'm signing up for CBC Gem right now on my phone, and I'm just giggling because <laughs> I'm getting to the point where it says, describe your gender. And here is our CBC national streaming oh service oh, trying to be inclusive. Describe your gender. Male, female. In another way. In another in way? In another way. Oh, wow. What that's the it? fuck does that mean? That's, anyway. that's funny. Yeah, that's, that, those that's are your options. at work right there. Sorry. Can I, can I do one? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, so really quickly, I've watched the first two episodes of Chernobyl. Oh, uh, keep hearing HBO. about this. And uh, yes, it is very good. It's very dark and dire. And it's driving up Chernobyl's uh, uh, the tourism industry, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Weird. there's a lot of things that went on back then. And uh, Stellan Skarsgård, Skarsgård, yeah, who we know from the Avengers, actually. Yep. And he's he's a great actor, and I love his role in this movie. So, or in this uh, miniseries, I guess they're calling it. Nice. Uh, yep, so I saw it. People should watch it, for sure. Sweet. We already covered Geek Out at the Zone.fm. Please email us if you have any thoughts about the show. Um, does somebody besides Kirsten want to talk about the Facebook? Because uh, Kirsten seems to, I don't know. I Let's think she already said it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess she did. She did She sort of read the line. We have a Facebook page and a Facebook group. Do we need both? Yes. <laughs> yes, the group is for everybody to interact as a fan. Then what's the page for? For us to announce news. Because the, the fans pa- can't do stuff on our page. They got to go to the group to do that. They can't comment can on our page. Bo- can't we just do one? Bo- no, on because the Facebook. The the, the page <laughs> page is for announcements. It's more one way, and the group is definitely the group in is an for all way all, chat. It's like the community. Of it's inclusive. Geeks. I'm I'm kind of with Paul on this one because obviously you can comment on the page. Yeah. And I just don't... Yeah, but you can't start... Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so you guys did it. You wouldn't like her when she's angry. Maybe I'm Mary and Mary Harrison, and I want to talk about lion penises. Yeah. And I can't go to the Geek Out podcast page and yeah. make a post on there... You can't? ...about lion penises. You can? No, you can't. Why not? You could just go on, like, the thing that we shared about, like, our last podcast came out, and then there goes Mary, and she's like, lion penises. But nobody's fucking going to see that. I'm and yeah, you might, but maybe she wants to talk to other geeklings about it. Nah. So then you go to the, she goes to the group and she's like, oh my gosh, did anyone see the Lion King? There's right. so many lion penises. And okay. then everyone in the group can see that. Okay, and then why can't we just us. go to the group to pitch our shit as well? We can, but we need a page to do it. You need to have a page attached to the group. It's a Facebook thing. All right, like the page, join the group, rate, review, subscribe. Thank you very much, Art. Paul and Art wrong and have conversations about penises. Do we have a Twitter? Do we have an Instagram? No, so don't pitch. Kirsten James, where can we find you on the internet? All over the internet. Shut up. Art Art Aronson. (laughs) At Art Aronson on all social media platforms and between the stammers, which we're on hiatus right now, we'll come back when training camp starts. Nice. Paul Plastino. Come to any of our individual Facebook posts pages and put a thing there if you want to talk about lion penis. I'll talk to you about it all day long. Or email us. Frig Facebook. Frig them. We have to have two different things. Frig them to death. Paul, oh, Paul, God. Paul so bad. Overkill. Okay, well, I'm Webmaster Button on all socials. This has been great. Yes. Uh, thanks for listening to the Geek Out Podcast. At we what point you. do we rebel against this? <laughs> okay. Bye! Uh, when is enough enough? The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. 
For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcasts or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a Zoner.